What does the future hold? Examining biblical doctrines, history, and current events. It's Prophecy Time. Author and Pastor Alan Davis will help you have a better understanding of biblical prophecy. Using the whole counsel of the Word of God, Pastor Davis unapologetically promotes and defends the literal, personal return of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And now with today's Prophecy Time message, here's Alan Davis. Yes, my name is Alan Davis. And I'm thrilled to death that you are with us today. I am a minister and preacher of the simple gospel, which is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the great coming King, Jesus Christ. As individuals who have been saved by the gospel are not listening to the world and do not possess the spirit of error. As the apostle spoke about in 1 John chapter 4, verses 5 and 6, they are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Jude verse 11 speaks about the error of Balaam. And notice the apostles' words in 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 17. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware, lest ye also being led away with the error of the wicked fall from your own steadfastness. So here we see the spirit of error in 1 John chapter 4, verse 6. The error of Balaam in Jude verse 11, and the error of the wicked spoken about in 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 17. And notice the words of Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 24 verse 12. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many, not the love of all, but the love of many shall wax cold. And notice the words of the writer of Hebrews in chapter 3, verse 13. But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Has sin deceived you today? Do you have a hardened and cold heart making a positive impact it's prophecy time thank you for tuning in today alan and i would like to send you a book entitled the bible promise book which has 1000 bible promises that will be an encouragement to you please go to our website which is bronx bbc.org and scroll down to PayPal. Don't forget to leave your address. 
You are special to us. It's a new year and there's work to be done. Let's work together. It's prophecy time. The It's Prophecy Time message today is entitled Six Facts About the Antichrist, Part 1. Loving the world and many antichrists precede the revealing of the Antichrist. Talking about this in 1 John chapter 2, the apostle said this, starting in verse 15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now there are many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest or clearly seen that they were not all of us. There are many names and or titles of the Antichrist in the Bible, three of them found in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the man of sin, the son of perdition, and that wicked or that wicked one. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, starting with verse 6, says this, And now ye know what withholdeth, or the individual restraining the Holy Spirit, that he, talking about this Antichrist, might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity, or this mysterious working of sin, doth already work in the days of Paul. Only he, the Holy Spirit, who now letteth or restrains, will let or will restrain till he be taken out of the way, or the restraining work of the Holy Spirit be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming." Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all, notice this, deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. The apostle also wrote this in 1 John chapter 2, verses 5 and 6. 
Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. Who are you listening to today? We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So individuals who are not saved have the spirit of error. Going back in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, several verses above what we read here a moment ago, we're going to start in verse 3, verses 3 through 5. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day, talking about the coming of Jesus Christ back in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, the apostasy, a turning away from God, and that man of sin be revealed. So here in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, it's talking about the Antichrist, that man of sin, that son of perdition, that wicked or that wicked one being revealed three times. The son of perdition who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was with you, yet with you, I told you these things? So do you believe today that many of these politicians set their heart as the heart of God? Notice here in Psalm chapter 82 what the Bible, the word of the living God, says in verses 1 through 8. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and, and, and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah, pause, think about that. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations." Jesus Christ is coming back to take over the political arena of all of the nations. But what does it say here that they are doing prior to that, prior to the time that he's going to be judging all nations? They are walking on in darkness, verse 5. And all of the foundations of the earth are out of course. That's the judgment of Babylon, which is a very extensive teaching and doctrine in the Bible. In Amos chapter 9, verses 8 through 10, it talks about the sinful kingdom. We saw the man of sin there a moment ago in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3, that is going to be revealed, this man of sin being revealed. 
And here in Amos chapter 9, verse 8, it's talking about his sinful kingdom. Notice what it says. Behold, the eyes of the Lord God, the Almighty, are upon the sinful kingdom, and I will destroy it from off the face of the earth, saving that I will not utterly destroy the house of Jacob, saith the Lord God, the Almighty. For lo, I will command, and I will sift the house of Israel among all nations, like as corn is sifted in a sieve. Yet shall not the least grain fall upon the earth. All the sinners of my people shall die by the sword, which say the evil shall not overtake nor prevent us. So all the way up to the coming of Jesus Christ, there are going to be rebels in the nation of Israel. And going back to 1 John chapter 2, verse 18, is talking about that Antichrist shall come And even now, there are many antichrists. So in the days of John, there were many antichrists who were preparing the way for the number one antichrist of all time. So that antichrist shall be revealed. And the question that we're going to be asking today is, what are some facts about this Antichrist. And over the next few days today, and over the next few days, we're going to be looking at six facts about the Antichrist. And the point that we're going to be making today, or the fact that we're going to be observing today and looking at, is his prosperity. And over the next few days, we're going to be looking at some of his partners, his power from the devil, the dragon, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, his position of being a negotiator of treaties, his place, his land that is located in the Western Hemisphere, and his coming pulverizing or his defeat at the Battle of Armageddon, which is at least 2,520 days away. So the Antichrist in his day, in his time, is going to be a prosperous man. He is spoken about in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, Verse 3, as the man of sin, he's a man. He's spoken about as the son of perdition. He's someone's son. And in verse 8 of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, he's spoken about as that wicked or that wicked one. Now, we're going to be talking about his prosperity, and uh, not only is the Antichrist deceptive, but also the false prophet, who is one of his partners, He upholds and supports this king or this Antichrist king in the last days. As it speaks about in Revelation chapter 19, verse 20, And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet, talking about the battle of Armageddon here, that wrought miracles before him with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. And going over to Revelation chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, we see also his prosperity in warfare. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder one of the four beasts, saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth, conquering, and to conquer. 
conqueror. So he is a prosperous man. And the Bible Knowledge Commentary makes this interesting observation here. A better interpretation is that the conqueror mentioned here is the future world ruler, sometimes referred to as Antichrist, though Revelation does not use this term. Going over to Revelation chapter 17, we see his prosperity with these ten horns or these ten kings, which Daniel chapter 7 verse 24 are out of the old Roman Empire. Starting in verse 16, the Bible says this, and, and the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore, the Bab- Babylonian woman whore, and shall make her desolate and naked, and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. For God hath put in their hearts to fulfill his will and to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast till the words of God shall be fulfilled. So we have the ten horns who are ten kings out of the old Roman Empire who are all in agreement to give their kingdom to the beast. So evidently he is a prosperous man in the sense that they're all in agreement that this should indeed be the leader and that fits this land that is located in the Western Hemisphere, spoken about as the Lady of Kingdoms and the Glory of Kingdoms. Daniel chapter 7, verse 8, talks about the Antichrist as another. He's another one. Got these ten horns, and then you have this another one. This other one, also spoken about in verse 20, and also another in verse 24. So the Antichrist is spoken about not as one of the ten out of the old Roman Empire, though his nation is indeed out of the old Roman Empire. He is spoken about as this other one. He's not one of the ten. He's not one of the ten horns. He is this other one. And notice this willful king spoken about in Daniel chapter 11, verses 36 through 39. And the king shall do according to his will, this willful king here in Daniel eleven thirty-six, and he shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god, and he shall speak marvelous things against the god of gods, and shall prosper. Here we see the prosperity of the Antichrist, till the indignation be accomplished until the wrath of God is over. So the prosperity of the Antichrist is very closely connected to the wrath of God in the last days. For that that is determined shall be done. Then in verse 40 of Daniel chapter 11, At the time of the end shall the king of the south, that's Egypt, push at him, and the king of the north, that's Syria, and or Russia is spoken about as being from the north parts also in Ezekiel 38, 15, and 39, 2. And he shall enter into the countries and shall overflow and pass over. That's speaking about success, his prosperity, Revelation chapter 11, Revelation chapter 12. Picking up here in Daniel eleven forty one, it says, He shall enter also into the glorious land, that's Israel, that's Revelation 12 and Revelation chapter 11. And and many countries shall be overthrown. And notice here in verse 42, the next verse, He shall stretch forth his hand also upon the countries, and the land of Egypt shall not escape the overthrow of Egypt. 
but he shall have power over the treasures of gold and of silver and over all the precious things of Egypt. And the Libyans and the Ethiopians shall be at his steps. So northern and eastern Africa also fall as we're heading toward the reestablishment of the Roman Empire for a period of 42 months. And getting back to Babylon in Jeremiah chapter 50, notice what the Bible says about the prosperity of the Antichrist who carries Babylon in Revelation chapter 17. Here in Jeremiah chapter 51, starting in verse 20, Thou art my battle axe and weapons of war, for with thee I will break in pieces the nations, and with thee I will destroy kingdoms, And with thee I will break in pieces the horse and his rider, and with thee will I break in pieces the chariot and his rider. And with thee also will I break in pieces man and woman, and with thee I will break in pieces old and young, and with thee I will break in pieces the young man and the maid. I will also break in pieces with thee the shepherd and his flock. And with thee I will break in pieces the husbandman and his yoke of oxen, and with thee will I break in pieces captains and rulers. And I will render unto Babylon and to all the, all the inhabitants of Chaldea, talking about these inhabitants of this land here, all their evil that they have done in Zion in your sight, saith the Lord. Behold, I am against thee, O destroying mountain, saith the Lord, which destroyeth all the earth. And I will stretch out mine hand upon thee and roll thee down from the rocks and will make thee a burnt mountain. And there's only one burning, utterly burning with fire of Babylon, and that is still future. And notice what they say about this beast out of the sea in Revelation chapter 13, verse 4. They worshiped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast, and they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? So here we see this success in military warfare that the individuals on planet Earth are saying, Who is able to make war with him? Implying the success of the Antichrist in military warfare. And we know in Daniel chapter 9, verse 26, that the 77s of Daniel end with the war, as it says, unto the end of the war, desolations are determined. And so we have the success of the Antichrist in military warfare. And so today we looked at the success or the prosperity of the Antichrist. This was part one. And today we want to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as personal Savior. Maybe the Lord is speaking to your heart today. Do you believe the simple gospel message? He has not appointed us to wrath We're talking about Christians or saved individuals being delivered from all of this wrath that's coming. And we're not talking about a popularity contest. We're talking about your life and every single thing you have. And maybe today you see your need for the Savior. Just bow your head in repentance and faith in the simple gospel message and say something like this. Dear God, I am a sinner, but I believe that Jesus Christ died for me, was buried and rose again from the dead. 
I accept you now as my personal Savior. Amen. Reaching out to families throughout this area, it's prophecy time. If you just prayed this prayer to receive Christ as Savior, we would like to send you a booklet for new converts that will help you grow in your newfound faith in Jesus Christ. Please call 646-314-3625 so we can get this booklet in the mail to you as soon as possible. If you want more information about this ministry, just go to our website at itsprophecytime.org. That website again is www.itsprophecytime.org. Thank you for listening to It's Prophecy Time with Pastor Alan Davis. Generous listeners like you make the airing of this program possible. Contributions are greatly appreciated. Write to It's Prophecy Time, care of Bronx Building Baptist Church, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. Here's the address again. It's Prophecy Time, care of Bronx Building Baptist Church, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. Join us again for the next scheduled program of It's Prophecy Time.